You are listening to Mountain Bike Radio. Hey, and welcome back to Mountain Bike Radio. I am your host for today, Ben Welnack, and with me I have Jeff Veerling. He's from Tailwind Nutrition, and I wanted to get him on because he kind of an interesting story. Uh, he, he started Tailwind out of a, a demand for himself, and I, he wanted to come on, you know, kind of discuss what's going on, uh, the story behind it, talk about some Leadville, because he's done Leadville several times and has some good insight to that. So, um, but uh, yeah, so Jeff, thank you for joining me. Hey Ben, thanks very much for having me. Yeah, no problem. So like I mentioned, there's a lot of stuff going on. We're going to talk about kind of the, the science of how the you know, you want to talk about how the science of the the mm-hmm. body, I guess, um, as it relates to nutrition and tailwind. Yeah. But I wanted to back up, and I wanted to hear the story of tailwind and uh, the whole Leadville having what is it, thirteen years? Oh gosh, I, I'm kind of losing track. But right. um, so, so if you're losing track, a lot. that's a yeah, that's a pretty good indication that you know what you're talking about. So, all right, right. So, so, <laughs> So, so uh, let's, let's start with the history of Tailwind. Where, how did that okay. start? Where did it come from? Give us, give us an idea. Yeah, so, uh, so back in kind of the early 2000s, um, I don't know what possessed me, but I signed up for Leadville, and I'd actually never done a – I never raced at all. Um, so Leadville was my first mountain bike race, um, kind of a crazy one to start out with. But uh, I, I got myself a, a Joe Friedel book, and I trained, and um, and I did it, and and I finished, which was good, um, but I felt terrible. I had some, you know, I had some cramping problems, and my stomach was just awful. And I wound up actually throwing up breakfast like 13 hours later. It was, it was super disgusting, and it was just um, really pretty clear to me as like I needed to work on nutrition. Um, so over the next couple of years, uh, I kept on going back for more. I guess I'm a glutton for punishment. And uh, I just kept on going back for more of Leadville, and uh, and I tried, you know, basically every product on the market, and I just wasn't finding something that could get me through that duration and that intensity, um, keep my stomach in good shape, keep me feeling good all the way through, and um, and I was just kind of taking a shotgun approach at it, and I didn't really understand um, what was going on, and that's that's what led me to start diving into the research and nutrition and, um, and to learn, I really wanted to solve my own problem, just kind of understand what was going on, why I was having nutrition breakdowns and how I might fix it. Um, so that's, that's, um, what got me going. What and, were you uh, eating those first couple of years? I mean, you said shotgun approach, what kind of, can you give listeners an idea of what you were trying out? Yeah. Um, you know, without, you know, naming names, I was using some of the, the name brand products that um, you associate with endurance sports, um, you know, some banks and some gels and and uh, and those kinds of things, um, electrolyte pills. So I found that, first of all, I couldn't find something that could get me through without my stomach turning into a brick. And, uh, and then also just the complexity of trying to handle a drink and gels and separate pills. And... Um, you know, and, and being unsure if I was getting all that right or being able to keep track of that through the whole race. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, um, I really did, you know, I tried a lot of different, a lot of different products, both in the training and, and in the racing stages. So, 
So everything from That's, liquid to solid kind of thing, not just, you know, one or the other. Yeah. Right. Yep. Okay. Right. Yeah. Liquids and solids. So, uh, so that's what got me kind of going on this track. And, uh, and then I started doing the, the research, um, and I found out some interesting things and really felt like most of the products on the market were actually kind of not getting it right as far as how our bodies really process fuel and utilize it. And, uh, and so I took my stab at it and that ultimately became tailwind, although I really was just doing it for myself. And the first couple of years, that's, I just used it for myself. Okay. Were you, what's your background? I mean, were you some kind of in this type of industry or were you like an engineer? Like you don't just stop what you're doing and kind of just, you know, say, Hey, I'm going to research this and then make my own, like, where do you come from? Or did you do that? (laughs) Well, I kind of did that. Um, My background is actually more in uh, computer science and and software design, project management. Uh, Not anymore. (laughs) Not anymore, right. Right. Um, And so I'm I'm kind of a geek at heart is is the truth of it. And, you know, I was pretty geeky about my training and, and, um, you know, the periodization and the types of workouts I was doing, tracking heart rate and all those kinds of things. So for me, it just made sense that I should have the same level of understanding about what's going into my body to fuel it. Gotcha. Um, and I and I just didn't have that. Gotcha. All right. So you did all this uh, all this researching and uh, how to go in the beginning? Was it like a lot of trial and error? Or how you know how long did it take you to develop what is now Tailwind? I guess. Hmm. Um, so actually, I, I think I got the basics of it pretty pretty well, pretty much right to start with. So performance-wise, it worked really well. Um, I think I think the most challenging part of it and what took the longest time was dial in um, the right flavor because um, I think, as you know, like the longer you go, the harder it is to take things that are too sweet or overpowering. So I was trying to find the right balance that was sweet enough to to make it tasty and keep keep drinking, but not so overpowering that you got sick of it. Um, so I'd, I'd say it took about a year and a half in total um, between experimenting with the the quantities of things and then uh, trying to dial in that taste. Okay. What were were there any before we get to the good ones? Were there any that were really bad that in the process, like you took the first drink and you're like, whoa, this is terrible. <laughs> You know, uh, I have tried, like, I've tried, like, a, I thought, like, an espresso mm-hmm. would be a good flavor, and 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 it's just totally not. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out that that's actually something that's best have, that, that's best, you know, warm and with some sort of, like, dark-looking liquid. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and it shouldn't come across as, like, kind of looking like dirty bath water. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And it just absolutely tasted wrong. All right, cool. So, so how did you? I mean, how many different flavors? I guess talk about. Let's talk about that. How many different flavors did you go to until you got to what you now offer? Uh, well, I started making just a mandarin orange. Yeah, and um, and that was just because I liked it. Um, that's just kind of a flavor that that I found pretty easy to to take over all day and. Um, so it's super, it's kind of super mild, but, but it's tasty. And, and then once, you know, once we actually decided to turn this into a business, that's when I started making additional flavors. And I kind of just looked at what, 
what, you know, what flavors are out there, what people generally like. And it kind of falls down on citrus um, being one of them and so sort of a lemon or lemon-lime type flavor. Um, and then uh, berry flavors, um, those kind of tend to come across a little sweeter on the palate, even if they're not technically any sweeter. Uh, it's just a perception issue. Uh, so for folks that like that, um, berry works really well. And, um, and then as I've gotten more into this and after we started Tailwind, um, I found that there are some people who really just wanted as little flavor as possible. So we actually started making one that's unflavored and that's just kind of as close to kind of no flavor and water as you can get gotcha. and still get all the calories. Gotcha. All right. So we dig, before we dig into the, the science behind it, I'm interested mm-hmm. in the small business perspective. Um, just a couple okay. minutes. How did you decide, like, okay, you started making this for yourself, started using it. At what point yep. was it like, okay, this is overtaking my life and this is something that's going to make sense to like jump in as a business. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot oh, of, there's uh, a lot of small businesses. Yeah, there's there. a lot there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Totally. Especially yeah, in this kind um, of, in this, I mean, it's not exactly an empty market, right? I mean, there's a ton of different people coming out with, nutrition, sports nutrition kind of stuff. Sure. So how, yeah, I'm interested. Yeah. So, um, a couple of things happened. I mean, even though I was just using it for myself, it was sort of inevitable that my friends were, my friends started using it and I started sharing it with some other Leadville riders and, um, and they just kept on coming back and asking for more. So I was, I was literally making this in the, in my kitchen and using a KitchenAid to, uh, to mix it all up. And, um, and it got kind of, it, it started getting kind of ridiculous. Uh, you know, to make say like 10 batches of it took me pretty much all day. <laughs> so, um, I started getting requests just from my friends and from fellow riders. They were like, Hey, I really like this stuff. And they were telling me, hey, this is the best stuff they've ever used. It really works for them. Um, they wanted more. So, so now, so now I'm picking out this white powder and it's getting all over the place in my kitchen. And I was packing it up in, in, you know, like Ziploc bags and it's, it is totally white. It looks like cocaine. And, um, you know, I, I had some people, like I was meeting people in parking lots and handing out bags of the stuff. And, uh, and that, that led to some comical situations yeah, too. Yeah. And you can see like, you know, you're kind of passing up dime bags. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so it got kind of ridiculous. And then, um, you know, then I, I kind of actually made a deliberate decision to see, you know, based on that feedback, just to see if this had legs. And um, living in Durango, it's it's just the perfect spot because we have so many athletes um, in so many different sports. And so, so I kind of I tried spreading it around um, to athletes in this area just to see if I could get some more feedback. And that just came back super positive. And then that meant even more. So I was making more in my kitchen, and um, and it really reached the point where I just couldn't do that anymore. It, it was kind of taking over my life and I was pretty excited about just seeing how it was helping some of the athletes here locally get over their stomach issues and have, you know, set PRs, have great results. And they just, you know, they're like, Hey, this stuff really works. I want more of it. <laughs> um, I think that the tipping point, the one that pushed me over was a woman who, uh, she tried five hundreds and she, dropped out of every single one of them um, due to stomach issues. And she, she used Tailwind and she did the Shenandoah 100 and, um, and she, and she finished it. And she just was, 
she was really emotional about it, like actually like in tears. Um, that's a hundred. That's a not a, an easy hundred either. No, it's not. <laughs> um, one of the harder for her, ones, it was yeah. never, you know, she was in good enough shape. Yeah. It's just that she kept on having, you know, she had a sensitive stomach and she just had, she had too many problems with nutrition to get through it. So, um, so she did it and using tailwind and she just was like, she was so thankful and that just made me feel great. I was like, ah, I, I like this. So I kind of got addicted to the, the idea of helping, you know, helping athletes that, um, you know, to realize their goals. And, and it was pretty cool that I could do that with tailwind. Yeah, no, that's cool that, uh, it's cool that you were able to take that jump. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so now that it's kind of, that's what you're in, let, let's talk about, let's, let's dig into the, the science, I guess. So okay. talk about why, you know, something like Tailwind, and I guess, you know, why it worked for you. And then let's talk about how the body uh, kind of produce, or, um, produces, uses energy uh, and how that relates to Tailwind. Okay. So uh, the first thing I figured out when I started, started researching it is just how many calories we actually need and how many, how many our body can, can utilize. And the theoretical limit, limit on that is around 400, 408, I think it is. But that's really, uh, that's calories that could be absorbed by the body in an hour. But um, what also happens when you're, when, you're race, when you're riding or racing is that blood is diverted away from your digestive tract. So your digestive system gets less efficient and less able to handle, you know, processing foods. So, um, so for most people, the, the real number is somewhere between 200 and 300 calories an hour that your body is capable of absorbing and processing. Um, so you couple that with the, uh, the amount of calories you're burning, which in say a moderate, you know, a moderate pace, you're going to be burning 500 plus calories an hour. You can easily push that over a thousand at a race pace. So, um, so you're always running a calorie deficit. And uh, that means that for nutrition, you really want to try and like, get you know, as many calories in as you can um, to help off- offset that, that calorie deficit that your body's meeting by burning your glycogen stores. And also, uh, it also burns fat, but that's a little bit of a slower process that can't fully meet your calorie needs. Mm-hmm. So um, that was kind of the starting point, and what that what that told me was like, okay, um, then what I really want the nutrition to do is be super efficient at getting those calories in, and not upset the stomach on the way or the digestive tract. So uh, as I was, you know, as I was trying to put that together, um, I was looking at some of the ingredients that are in most sports drinks, and there are a couple things that stand out. Um, most sports drinks use a, a use a maltodextrin, which uh, we're going to kind of dive in the weeds here a little bit. But that's that's a uh, that's a chain of glucose molecules, and that chain can be manufactured to different lengths. And what your body has to do is break those chains before those glucose molecules can get absorbed. And um, and that takes digestive energy, and it also takes time. So. That, that was one thing that didn't make a lot of sense to me because, um, you know, you're running a deficit. Why do you want to uh, make your body work harder and take extra time to get some calories in? Um, so that, that was one point. The second point was, um, 
that also a lot of endurance fuels were using protein. And this is personally where I ran into problems, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and protein is a really complex molecule. It's hard to digest. Uh, it actually takes quite a bit of time to digest. And um, and for a lot of folks, it's your digestive system you know, may just actually give up and, and not be able to do it. And, um, and for me, I think that's really kind of the root of what was happening uh, on a stomach issue is just that hey, that, that protein's just sitting there. I, my digestive tract is churning away at it, but not not making enough progress to get the throughput that I need. And um, and then everything started sort of backing up and then feeling full and and not able to to, uh, to eat and drink anymore. Okay. So so, uh, so can I interrupt quick with the protein yeah. thing? Why do you think? Yeah. How did that come about then? Because you know you go from let's say. Uh, Gatorade, for example, that was like what kind of the first, I think, really the first thing that kicked off the sports nutrition uh, realm, I guess. Where did that change to adding protein? Was that just something that somebody said, hey, we're going to do this differently and we're going to find some science to back it up? Or how did that come about? And why? Yeah. Um, actually, uh, it's kind of an interesting story. I mean, it, it came about really. Um, with a product, I guess I probably won't say names here, but a product that um, decided to use a, a mixture of carb and protein, mm-hmm. and um, and they did some studies. The studies um, were actually comparing to Gatorade, and there were just some issues with the studies in terms of how they were set up. Um, the the mixture with the protein had a higher calorie content than the, the mixture with the than the Gatorade. And um, and then the studies showed that you got better endurance with this with this other product, and um, but it was marketed as the reason for that was the protein, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like that was kind of the origination of the idea that you needed to have protein for endurance. But what's happened subsequently is there've been more studies done, and they've been done on athletes actually using carb only versus carb protein in um, you know, in races and in actual exercise and not just sort of in a treadmill type study. And um, what that's found is a couple things. One, a uh, high correlation between protein and GI distress, um, which isn't really surprising when you kind of start understanding how, this, how the body processes food and fuel and, and just how hard it is to break a protein molecule down. And then uh, two, no performance difference between kind of a carb protein, carb only or a carb protein. So you're not really getting any, any benefit out of it. Um, and at the same time, it's it's, uh, you know, adding risk that you're going to have stomach or GI problems. Mm-hmm. So part of the benefit, I think of, of when I started doing tailwind is that there was just more exercise science, um, that's been done. Um, there's been a lot more research in this area in the last decade and decade and a half than there had been done previously. So I've really benefited from that. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So uh, so now we're, uh, if we're kind of talking about absorbing fuel, um, from the small intestine, <laughs> the uh, that's where our fuel gets absorbed. And um, we have these things called active transport mechanisms. And they're specifically for glucose and fructose. So our body actually has these these mechanisms. They act like pumps, 
and and they will literally you know grab onto a glucose or a fructose molecule and pump it into your into your bloodstream. And the way they work is they they require sodium to be present. So there are sodium potassium pumps. They need sodium. So that's one reason you want to have electrolytes with your fuel. And uh, and then people pumping action. In a lot of questions, you know, we have the Apex Nutrition Podcast. Kelly Jennings does a great job. And a lot of times people ask, is the whole sodium thing? They just think it's for cramping. And really, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of other stuff going on. So There's a lot of other stuff going on. And actually, um, this is a big one, which is just to facilitate both fuel and your hydration. Mm -hmm. And and the reason is that in the absence of of the sodium, these pumps won't function and you'll just be left using osmosis as a process to get stuff into your body. And that's, that's too slow. You're just not going to be able to get all the hydration and all the calories that you need in that way. So to take advantage of the way the body works, you need your sodium with your glucose and fructose molecule. And, um, and then that pumping action serves to, to create a, um, a sucking of water. It also sucks water in, to your bloodstream, and the combination there is actually um, results in getting more water into your bloodstream than if you were just sort of drinking straight water alone. So that that was a pretty interesting aha moment um, for me, which is that hey, you know, the not only can you get more fuel into your system by using these transport mechanisms, but you're also addressing your hydration. And, and it's all related to your electrolytes, too. So those, these three things are not really separate. They're actually all related and complementary to each other. So, you know, once I understood that, it really made sense to design Tailwind to match what the body was doing. So the fuel source in Tailwind is uh, we use dextrose as the primary. That's dextrose is glucose. It's the same thing, just different names. So is it glucose? And- the secondary fuel is sucrose. Um, sucrose is actually a, a marriage of a glucose molecule and a fructose molecule that breaks down very easily. So in your in your small intestine, what you're getting is glucose and fructose, or exactly what your small intestine is set up to absorb. Now you're also getting your electrolyte, so your sodium is there too, and then it's all dialed in to be the right ratio with the water. So you're getting kind of all three components that you need. And that's what really facilitates the, the fuel getting into your system and um, also keeping you hydrated and keeping your electrolyte levels balanced. And it's not spending a lot of time in your digestive tract. It's not asking your digestive tract to do a lot of work to transform it. It's already in the form that it needs. So that means it goes, goes in quick, um, leaves you feeling kind of light, and not, you know, not heavy, not backed up, not bloated. And that's really been the key to addressing all those stomach issues. Gotcha. So let's talk about a little bit about the specifics. So talk about, you know, for people that don't, haven't gone to the website and checked out the, you know, calories and sodium and the actual numbers, Mm -hmm. just talk about that. Yeah. So how many calories per serving with, you know, the sodium numbers? Because I think a lot of times people are like, okay, so what do I do? Yeah. So actually that's one of the things I was trying to fix in designing Tailwind was it's, especially when you're racing, it gets really hard keeping track of, of taking like, say, maybe you're taking a drink, maybe you're taking gels or a chews 
um, and separate electrolyte pills. And then you're like, when do I take, when do I take what and how much? And, and then I don't know about you, but like the, the longer I go, the worse my brain gets too. And I have a hard time even remembering what I did 10 minutes ago. So, um, Oh yeah. I think so that's that, a, if you, if you aren't doing that at some point, you're probably not going hard enough or long enough. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. right? Yeah. Um, so I personally found that really challenging. So I was trying to, um, trying to find a way to make it just simple, you know, simple to get your nutrition right. So you didn't have to worry about it. And, um, and that's so with Tailwind, it's designed to be a complete fuel so you can get all of your calories, all of your electrolytes, and your hydration just by drinking. Um, so, for instance, we've got uh, – you can mix it up. Um, if you throw it into a standard water bottle for, say, a two-hour or under type workout, you can use two scoops. That would give you 200 calories in that bottle, and that's plenty to, uh, you know, for an hour. Um, so maybe, uh, for a two hour workout, you'd use two bottles of that. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go for longer than that, like an all day kind of thing, then, um, you're going to be somewhere in that 200 to 300 calorie per hour range. Uh, for me personally, I come in, I need about 250 calories an hour and that keeps me going for, for all day. So I'll put, I'll put in about two and a half scoops or, which is, uh, 250 calories into, a water bottle and I'll go through that in an hour. Um, I actually end up using it mostly in a hydration pack and that was sort of another thing to try and make it easier is it, um, it works great in a hydration pack. It doesn't gum it up and you can rinse it really easily. So, um, so I'll, the way you do that is you just figure out how many hours your hydration pack lasts you and then put the calories in according to that. Um, on the electrolyte side of things, you're getting a lot more electrolytes. Um, that was another thing I, I found out most drinks only contain a little fraction of the electrolytes that you're sweating out. So with Tailwind, it's um, what I did is looked at the composition of sweat um, and the, 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 the actual minerals that are in it, which are sodium, potassium, calcium, magnesium, and then uh, matched that up with the, the amounts that you'd find in a given amount of water. So if you had, say, a liter of sweat, and you mixed up tailwind, you'd be getting back the same minerals in that same proportion. Makes sense. And can you talk yeah. about um, the, the difference? You have uh, sodium citrate and then sea salt, and then talk a little bit about magnesium too that you added in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, clear it up. So, the, so the sodium um, sodium is the the ion that you need in your body for. Um, it's used for all sorts of stuff, like you talked, like you talked about. It's used for fuel absorption. Um, it's used for helping fuel to get into individual cells and removing waste from cells. Um, sodium and potassium, in particular, are um, are used as well. Magnesium and calcium as well for um, conductivity, so the electrical conductivity of your nervous system and um, making sure your muscles are firing when they should be. So. And firing um, it all. <laughs> and firing it all, yeah. right. So uh, so sodium sodium is coming from two tailwind. It comes from salt, just plain old salt, and then sodium citrate. Sodium citrate is has a little bit of a sourness, so it's used for flavor, too. Oh, gotcha. A little bit of, yeah. little bit of flavor. Um, kind of cuts, it, it serves to kind of cuts cut the sweetness. sweetness. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Makes sense. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, and then the magnesium... Uh, 
the, the calcium and magnesium are just they're two elements that are you know in our bloodstream, but we also we lose them through sweat. So um, so we're replacing those just to maintain the balance um, in the in the body, and they they serve various roles um, in helping with the connectivity and and uh, you know just normal cellular body function. Okay, really comes down to balance, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean that's the key thing, especially with the electrolytes. And mm-hmm. electrolytes are related to water. Uh, you have to have kind of the right ratios of the water and um, electrolytes in your bloodstream. It's pretty easy to get that out of whack. If you get dehydrated, you wind up with a relatively high concentration of electrolytes, um, even without adding more, because uh, because you've just lost water. And, and conversely, if you have too much water and you're not taking in electrolytes and you're losing them through sweat, then you can dilute and wind up with hyponatremia, which has all sorts of bad effects and even can be deadly if you take it too far. Mm-hmm. So, so the whole idea is to try and keep your body's balance between your, your water levels and your electrolytes in your bloodstream, and then that, um, that just lets your body do what it's supposed to do. Okay. Cool. So my next question is going to be with a, a newer product, but I just want to um, remind people that, like you mentioned, there's mandarin orange, there's berry, lemon, and then the unflavored, naked unflavored, mm-hmm. you call it. Um, yeah, and also, oh, you're going to ask about the, uh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, so this the caffeine, it came on yeah. as a recent addition. Um, right. Was that something that you were just, it took a little while to develop, or you got enough people finally asking for it? What, what was the reasoning? behind that talk about that yeah it was um well there's two things going on there personal i guess (laughs) no no it was actually uh it's actually really driven by requests from our customers um we have a lot of folks who you know will drink uh, a lot of you know coffee through the day as part of their just normal days and so they were feeling like when they're out there for a long you know a long day that they if they were just drinking tailwind then they were missing out on the caffeine that they normally have so, um, so that was, that was definitely a request and, uh, kind of a philosophical approach, um, that I've always had with Helen is I, I only want to put the things in there that actually help your performance. Um, so if you kind of look at the ingredient list, it's pretty simple. There's not, they're not a bunch of four syllable, you know, additives that are, that don't really do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so in looking at, at supplements and you look at the research of it, there's really only one supplement that has proven ergogenic benefit, and that's, that is caffeine. There actually are studies that, can sh- that show that caffeine in your system at, at appropriate levels um, can boost endurance as much as 15 to 20%. So, so it actually has a real purpose, um, you know, not only to try and that keep you awake and more alert, but it also has an ergogenic benefit for um, that especially shows up in endurance. So it was kind of a combination of knowing that this is actually something that does help performance and all the customer requests for it. And, uh, and we came out with a raspberry flavor to start with. And um, that's been super successful so far. Um, feedback's been terrific. Good stuff. And, and before I want to I want to finish this up with uh, talking a little bit about Leadville, but before I do, 
I just want to mention people listening, they can go to tailwindnutrition.com and you can order stuff through there. Um, it's really easy to use. You seem like a pretty, uh, pretty, uh, keep it simple kind of guy. Cause the website is like really clear, really easy to use. So people go check it out. All the information's there, the calorie, you know, all the nutrition information, uh, the flavor, you can order everything right there. And if you have any questions, um, Jeff's, what's your email, Jeff? And I'll link all this in the show notes just so if you're listening, just scroll down a little bit and you can you can click on any of the links. But, Jeff, just remind people what your email is if they have any questions. Uh, sure. You know, you can always reach us at, um, you can reach me at Jeff at tailwindnutrition.com. So that's that's pretty easy. Um, you're right. I mean, definitely keeping it simple is is a big theme here. And uh, the other thing I want to mention is, um, you know, we feel like it's the best way to do, to check out a new product is is to try it and use it. Um, So we have some sample packs on the site. And uh, if you go to our Facebook page and like us there, then you can get a 15% off coupon on your first order. So that makes it even, you know, cheaper to just try a sample pack and um, and see how it goes. Um, That's a pretty popular option because you can get all the flavors together and and see which ones you like. Okay. And actually, I'm going to ask you one more thing too, is it's easy to become tempted by saying, okay, we need to grow this thing. We need to do this. Do you have anything on the the radar as far as as other nutrition that you can tell us? Or are you thinking about it or you just stick with what you do and then see where it goes? Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're, we're really a small company. Um, you know, really like kind of last year was our first full year at this and, um, and we're so not we're a lot definitely not, not a lot of overhead. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you'll laugh, but I mean, I, from the KitchenAid, I went to a mixer that was hand crank. So mm-hmm. I was like literally getting a, my upper body workout, just cranking. Um, it's, it's grown since then, and we have you know we have an electric mixture, but we're taking it one step at a time and trying to keep it, um, trying to be very in touch with our customers and help them get the best out of it. So um, things that I'm that are on my plate that I want to work on um, would be uh, some more flavors in the caffeinated line, and uh, and also um, looking at a recovery um, type product. So we would probably be uh, be working on that. It's not 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 anytime soon, but. Um, but that's on the docket for sure. Yep. And you're always, so in people listening to them, I'm, I'm assuming that you're always kind of look out for ideas for flavors too. Yeah. So if, um, if people, if a lot of people are weighing in on like, you know, we want, I don't know, strawberry for example, or something, you know, just, just let you know, because that way, if there's a lot of people requesting one thing, you get a good idea of maybe we should try that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. actually I, that brings to mind another thing. Cause, uh, we use our, that's, that's how we do our, like our Facebook and our Twitter. Um, it's really interactive. We're just, we're always asking our customers what they want, what they want to see and, um, and any feedback that they have. And, um, and so one thing I'm working on right now is coming out with some stick packs for the, the sample sizes and the stick packs would have 200 calories in them. So it's super easy to just tear it open, drop it into a bottle and go. Um, so that was, uh, that was one thing. Like we went out and asked our community, "Hey, do you do you want these in 100 calorie increments, or do you want them in 200 calorie?" And overwhelmingly, people said, "Hey, we want 200 calories." Uh, so that's what we're doing. Sounds good. It's always good to have a good, responsive uh, company trying to do it at what uh, customers want. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't know really any so, other way to do it. <laughs> no, or exact. I know exactly. Some some kind of lose touch sometimes. I think. Yeah. So it's good. Yeah. Um, all right. So five minutes. Okay. Leadville. What uh, I guess the biggest thing is so people are gonna listen to this and say, okay, so what do I? I'm all worried about Leadville. What do I need to know? If there was a few things. <laughs> From your whatever, I think what she said was 13, but from your several years of doing it, what would you, if you were to boil it down into, let's see, three, four, five different things, what would you tell somebody that's checking it out? Okay, well, um, first off, you know, make sure you have fun. <laughs> that's, it's easy to lose track of that when all, with all the training and then just kind of stressing out about details and and, uh, you know, just make sure you go in with the attitude of, um, Hey, I'm going to take whatever comes at me and make the best of it and have, have a fun time. Um, I love going up to Leadville. It's, it is a fun town. Uh, you know, uh, Ken and Merrily, who are the founders are always around and they're, they're great. And, um, and it is a, it is a good event. So enjoy it. That's the first thing. Um, second thing, you know, things have changed a little bit in terms of, uh, how many people are doing it. There are a lot more people doing it than when I started. And uh, they break out into corrals according to your previous finishes, or if you're starting out new, you're probably going to be towards the back. And um, and so the big piece of advice there is don't stress about that. You can't do anything about it. If you try and go out at the beginning and you know pass 500 people, you're really likely to cause a crash, um, either to yourself or you know to the people in your wake. And you're going to burn up a lot of energy, and you're not really going to make a lot of headway. So it doesn't matter what drink you're drinking yeah. at that point if you if you don't make it past mile five. That's right. That's right. I mean, <laughs> I, I see every year it happens. There are people who go up and they they either wind up hurting themselves or they burn themselves out in the first hour. <clears throat> and the truth of it is that you know, yeah, if you start out in the back, it's going to slow you down um, in that first you know in the first climb. But after that, you're on to an open road and you got plenty of room pass and the race kind of spreads out and you've got, you know, the whole rest of the day to go your pace. So relax, go with the flow. Um, you know, don't try and swim upstream in that, in that first part. Um, then, uh, probably the third thing is just to, uh, you know, go hard, but stay within yourself. If you, uh, if you start going anaerobic, um, you know, in the first couple climbs, you're going to just be hating it on the way back because, uh, especially, um, the power line climb on the way back, it's just, you hit it at mile 80, something like that. And it is pretty much straight up. It's, a, uh, for most of us, most of us, it's a hike a bike in the, in the, uh, early parts of that. And, and it's like a, a good hour long slog of just painful, you know, <laughs> steep, loose, and, and nasty stuff. So, so save it. Don't, don't spend all your energy, uh, you know, trying to be the first up a hill only to, you know, have that bite you in the end. Um, yeah. and then the other thing is it's not a hundred miles. <laughs> okay. It's like 104.5. <laughs> which is, which for somebody that's new to it, it doesn't sound like a lot, but trust me at 95, when you're thinking well, there's only five left and then you have five more to go. When I, my first year, you know, uh, it, my my pedometer ticked over to 100. I'm like, where's the finish line? <laughs> and not only that, I, I wasn't like, not only can I not see Leadville and no, the finish line is nowhere in sight, but I'm staring at a 
dirt, loose dirt hill. And that, <laughs> that finish, it's, okay. that last four miles is uphill, um, you know, and it starts out loose. The, the thing to know is it gets better. <laughs> it actually turns into a pretty good hard path, and then it's not, you know, it's not too, too bad of a grade. But it is uphill all the way back into town. So, um, yeah, just uh, when you think you're done at 100, you're not. So keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, you know, obviously I'm a little bit biased. Uh, I, I use Tailwind all the time uh, for, for that race. And I use it just as a sole fuel. Um, you can you can absolutely do that. You know, you get all, you're getting everything you need, so you don't need to be messing around with anything else. And I lined up last year next to a woman who uh, she had a spreadsheet taped to her top tube. <laughs> oh, I am not crazy. kidding you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it had it had all the timings when she was going to pop everything, and I was just, you know, it's not the time or the place, but I was just shaking my head, and and it just feels great to be like, well, it's all in my hydration pack. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I, it's uh, some people I think uh, they don't realize that it doesn't have to be that hard sometimes. Right. So, right. <laughs> but cool. All right, cool. Thank you, Jeff. Um, and again, how do people just remind people how they how they get a hold of you and where to find the, the yeah. information to uh, order? Um, dot com is our website, and uh, and then info at tailwindnutrition dot com is our general email. That'll go to either me or Jenny, and we're uh, we love talking with customers, and um, we're happy to answer questions. Um, we do, uh, you know, we got I talked about the sample packs. Um, if you like it, we also do a, a tailwind challenge, which um, involves basically four four large bags. And the idea is that you you train with tailwind and then you race with it for your event. And um, if it doesn't work for you, then uh, we'll refund your entry fee, your race entry fee. So that's kind of our the way we guarantee it. And um, and with that, we we like to like if you start out with a challenge then we'll contact you and ask how it's going if we can help you dial in your nutrition um kind of help you through that that learning process it's something that all athletes end up going through and it can take years of trial and error to figure it out but um we like to share that you know share what we've learned out of that um, process and, and kind of help expedite that so that's a way to do it sounds like a pretty good deal and i'll, I'll link that in the show notes too just so people have the direct link right to the page and the website with that challenge information and the I'll link the Facebook page. Just a reminder, people, Facebook page, first order, you get 15% off. So, yep. um, but I'll link that too. So you can just click on that, go to the Facebook page, like it, order it, get your 15% off and try it. Great. Awesome. All right, cool. Thank you, Jeff. And I think that'll do it. So okay. I want to thank uh, everyone out there for listening to another episode of mountain bike radio. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mountain Bike Radio. Be sure to head over to mountainbikeradio.com to find a full listing of all the shows, recent episodes, archives, and you can buy some swag, t-shirts, socks, stickers, and you can become a member in which you get deals on coaching, nutrition, products, and a whole bunch of other things. So be sure to head over to mountainbikeradio.com and you'll find all the info you need. Thank you.